What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to the Purpose Troubleshooter Podcast. I am your host and personal purpose troubleshooter, Avern Gums. And listen, y'all, this is the corner where we dive into personal, professional, and relational solutions to living life on purpose. And what I want to tell you, it's really a secret. If you are an ambitious person, this is the only podcast for you. Because over here, we talk about how ambition culturally is actually an enemy to dominion in the kingdom of God. So I know that that's something that you might not have heard before, but the episodes that you're going to hear this season are truly tailored to what we are diving in, to dismantling the systems of culture and establishing the systems of kingdom. Welcome to the Purpose Troubleshooter Podcast. Today, I'm super excited about our conversation because this is going to be a very vulnerable and transparent conversation. And I am super excited to share with y'all how God saved me from me, okay? I am super excited to share that with you because it's been quite the journey and it's something that took me a really, really long time to accept. And as I was processing throughout this entire month, today's like what? Today is the 21st. So for this entire month, this now marks three weeks that I've just been in a place of like solitude, reflection, just kind of really seeking God and asking God, like, God, what is it that you have of me? Where is it that you want me to go? What is it that you want me to do? Because if you have not learned anything about your girl, I am going to trade my will for God's will. No matter how hard it is, no matter how much I cry, no matter how much I get upset, no matter how much I get an attitude, I'm going to trade my will for God's will. So today I want to talk to y'all a little bit about my experience and my story with what happened when God saved me and what he had to save me from. A lot of us, we're going through our day-to-day, we're going through our situations, our scenarios, our life experiences, and we often don't take time to assess Am I going down the right path? Am I doing the right thing? Like, is this where I'm supposed to be? It's like, I know this feels good. I know this is a goal and a dream that I've always had. But is this really where I'm supposed to be? Those are questions that I ask myself. And I'm going to show you a little sneak preview into my life as to what I went through over the past three years from 2020 August to now. 2023. And so what I want to let you know is that God moved me back home in 2023 of August, August 9, 20, no, not 2023, 2020. So August 9, 2020, I came back to Anguilla and I was furious. Okay. Point blank period. I was furious. I thought that, you know, the dream that I had all along of moving to the U.S., going to school, you know, climbing the corporate ladder, building a life that is able to help my family and to give me a better opportunity from what I grew up in, it felt like everything just came crashing down and everything came to shambles. Now, if we want to talk about why I went to the U.S. in the first place, well, of course, all of us, we want to go to college or we want to advance in our career and our education. So that was one aspect of it. But the next aspect of it was that I wanted to give my family, you know, a better opportunity at life. I wanted to be able to support my mom. I wanted to be able to create a legacy and to create opportunities that I didn't have and to make sure that my kids also had opportunities that I did not have. So those were my two main points. But outside of that, 
I had to ask myself like where along the way did I lose myself and where along the way was this more about me than it was more about them and this is where God checked me and revealed to me in a conversation that I had three years later with my boo you know one day I was talking to him and I was like you know something's just not clicking like this is just not making sense like I don't understand what's going on and he basically said to me like you know you might not want to hear this but I believe that God relocated you back home because he was saving you from you listen if you don't have self-control and if you want to take offense to everything in that moment, you might have just flown off the bat and been like, what are you talking about? Who are you to do this? Who are you to say that? And all these other things. But I said, if I trust that God has put this person in my life, I trust that God could be speaking through them. And so I took that and I literally went on Instagram and I started scrolling and I saw this post about ambition. And when I tell y'all, it was literally God confirming that he was speaking through my partner at that moment because this message literally said that God is coming for your ambition. Now, ambition is something that we have put a positive connotation on. It's something that we have said, you know, we have been proud to, to announce and proud to tell people or we have even received as a compliment from people when they say, you're so ambitious, like you're so hardworking, like you work so hard and you accomplish so many great things, which are good. But I want to share with you today what the real definition of ambition is and how my ambition was killing me without me even knowing it. So when I was listening to this video, I was confused because I was like, God, what do you mean that you're coming from my ambition? Didn't you say that you want us to work hard? Didn't you say that you want us to achieve and do great things? Yes, but in Philippians chapter, I think it's chapter two, verse three, it says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. But in humility, consider others other than yourself. Each of you should look not only at your own interests, but also at the interests of others. Now, the truth of the matter of the fact is, yes, I said I want to go to college to give my family a better opportunity and to really help them and help us and help my future. But at the end of the day, along the way of me trying to achieve and get and move up the corporate ladder and all of these things, it became about me. It became very selfish. It became very self-centered. And in the midst of all of this, I forgot about God. Not that I wasn't going to church or not that I wasn't reading my Bible, but I stopped asking God, God, what is your will for my life? Is this where you want me to go? Is this what you want me to do? Instead, it came about how much can my salary be or how much you know promotions can I get? One second, Tuesday. No, mama, please stop. Sorry, guys. You know, how, how, what's the next promotion can I get? Or what's the next achievement that I can achieve? And it became this rat race of checking boxes off instead of getting to the point of saying, you know what, God? I resubmit this part of my life to you. I resubmit this part of my, my desire to you. I resubmit this part of my dream to you or this entire dream. Matter of fact, I resubmit my family to you. I resubmit our, our situation to you so that you can tell me exactly how you want me to proceed. But none of that happened because I was so interested in how do I get ahead in addition to a little bit of proving some people wrong. 
I mean, I'm not going to say that that didn't happen. Like, we all got situations and people who talk bad on us and who wish that for our downfall and all these other things. So, of course, like, yeah, you're going to see me get this degree. You're going to see me get this job. Like, you're going to see me get on this organization and all this stuff. But God was coming for me. Why? Not because I did something wrong, but because he loved me. Not because I did something wrong, but because he wanted to use me for a greater purpose. Not because I did something wrong, but he said, when you think that this thing is going to fulfill you and satisfy you, I'm going to have to treat you like a good parent that truly loves you. And I'm going to have to discipline you a little bit so that you can get to that point that you're truly deserving of. God is not a bad parent. He's not a, a punishing parent. He's not a parent that wants you to just suffer. He's actually a good, good father that wants you to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that he can ever ask, think, or imagine. But he can't do that if you're not available. He can't do that if you are not availing your abilities to him so that he can work through you. He can't do that if you are not willing to submit your flesh to him and trusting that he's going to make everything work together for your good. Even when you feel like this is not going to make me the amount of money that I need to buy that house. This is not going to give me the lifestyle that I need to live in order to, you know, look like everybody else on social media. This is not going to give me the time that I want to do in order to spend time with my family or whatever the case may be. But I want you to understand that the ambitious ideas and thoughts that you have are against the purpose that God has for you. And it's not necessarily that the idea of the dream that you have is bad. It's the motive and the direction that you're going with it. God is saying, if you dream to be the next doctor that is going to solve cancer or whatever issues out there, let's go. Let's do it. But don't think that because you went and got a degree and you got networks and you went to Harvard and you got a family of doctors and all these things that you can do it on your own. Because the reason why you have the passion, the desire and the goal is because I put it there, not because it's something that you just came up with. Not because it's something that you just saw put people on the TV. No, God planted that passion on the inside of you so that when you avail yourself back to him with the abilities that you are going to achieve and accomplish as you go through life, he is going to ordain purpose. Now, when we have ambition and we have abilities and well, when we have passion and we have abilities, ambition is the end result. But when we have passion and we have abilities plus availability to God, that produces purpose. And so many of us, we are running this rat race of trying to achieve and trying to get the next hit and trying to tick off the boxes. And God is saying, if you just surrender your desires to me and say, God, not my will, but your will, I will show you that true fulfillment is found in me. And so while I'm here thinking that, you know, the next hit or the, the actual fulfillment is going to be found in God. I'm out here getting a, a bachelor's degree at 20, a master's degree um, at 20, um, well, a bachelor's degree at 19, a master's degree at 21, becoming a company manager at 24, starting my business at, tw at 24 as well. Like all of these different things on paper, it looks great. But at the end of the day, we have to realize that what does it profit a man to gain all these accolades, all these jobs, family, husband, kids, houses, cars, all this stuff to end up getting to the end of your life and realize that you are living a self-centered life and you did not invite God in so you missed the whole reason of why you were alive. 
So I wanted to share with you because when I had to literally sit with myself, I, I asked myself like, you know, what is the root of my ambition? Like, what is it that really triggered me on this rat race? Like, it was like being a fox and the enemy just lit a fire on my tail and I'm just running through the fields, okay? So what is it that lit this fire under me so deeply that I'm just like, I'm gonna achieve this, I'm gonna dream this, I'm gonna do this, I, 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 me, me, me. God revealed to me that one, it was a fear of failure for me. For other people, it might be different things. A fear of failure. I grew up and I saw failure. I saw things that certain family members went through that I never wanted to go through either for me or have my kids go through. So I was determined that I was going to get good grades and do all of this and do all of this. And this is even a toxic trait, I would say, like in the Caribbean culture where, you know, your parents are telling you, you got to get all A's and this, that, and forth. You got to be top of your class. And that is actually stewarding a spirit of ambition in a negative way if it's not done from the right perspective. But my second point is the pain of my past. All of this is rooted in the fact that I don't want to go back and I don't want to experience, so I've got to do more. I've got to save myself. If nobody's coming to save me, i got to save myself. And God is saying, I did not really create that situation for you to fall in, but as you fell in it, I'm hoping that you recognize that you don't have to lean on your own understanding as to how to get out of it. Because if you trust in me, I will go before you. I will lead you. I will protect you. I will provide for you. I will be your peace. I will be your comfort. I will be the God who is going to give you the wisdom that you need in order to achieve the thing that I was put here on this earth to do. So what other areas can we find ourselves producing ambition out of comparison selfish desires never being satisfied the aspect of survival i was doing some research about millennials the other day and my heart literally weeped like it was such like a heavy burden and this is how i know like god is calling me to this area to help us as a millennial generation because when I read the statistics, it was just so disheartening as to how many millennials, it says 75% of millennials are seeking for purpose and are unfulfilled. 75%. Do you know that each of us were created here for a specific purpose? Not just to make money, not just to travel, not just to do the things that we want to do, not just to enjoy life that we want to enjoy. But I can't blame us because I was there too, right? And the truth is, our generation is also one of the most um, trying generations because we've had to endure a high debt ceiling, we've had to endure diseases, we have to endure economic issues, we have to endure societal issues. And so in our quest of being bombarded by all of this negativity, Yes, out of this ambition is birth because we want to solve these problems or we don't want to be able to, we want to be able to get out of this. But this is a trap from the enemy because when you get on this rat race of trying to do life on your own, you get distracted and you get derailed. And once you get addicted to the next hit, once you get addicted to certain lifestyles, once you get addicted to certain people and crowds and activities, it's very, very hard for you to say to yourself, it's not about me. It's about me surrendering to God and allowing his will to be done and not my will. So as hard as it was for God to bring me back to a 
12,000 population island, 16 miles long, three miles wide. I could not understand. I remember sitting on that Delta plane in comfort at the window. And I said, God, you put all this purpose in me to bring it back to this little island. How, Sway? Where they do that at? What, what, what did I do to deserve this? What did I do to be punished by this? Like, I've been working hard. I've been doing the things that I need to do. I've been like a good girl. Like, what did I do? And God said, it's not about what did you do. It's about what I want you to do. So what does God want you to do today that will require you to put down the things that you want to do? And guess what? It might not be forever. Because he says all things work together for your good. There are some things that I've done two to three years ago, four years ago, that now that I am walking in God's will and God's purpose, he's saying, all right, now bring this in. All right, now refine this. All right, now we can use this right here. All right, now, now you're ready for me to reveal this to you. And I'm smiling because the joy of the Lord has really been my strength, y'all. Like, I could cry right now if I wanted to because it's not easy, but it's so fulfilling. If I were to die today, I would die knowing that I have done everything that God has asked me to do. I might not have the money, the family, all that different type of stuff, but I have done everything in obedience. And to know that Walking in purpose and walking in alignment is not just about making people smile and making people happy. It's about making God happy. It's about putting a smile on his face. It's about giving him grace and glory and thanksgiving for all that he has allowed you to do. The fact You've been ambitious. You think you're waking up yourself? If you put an alarm clock next to your bed and you were to pass out, that alarm clock is not waking you up. And God is such a good, good father that he's saying, I'm going to give you another chance. I'm going to give you another day. I'm going to give you another opportunity. Because one day, hopefully, you will encounter an individual or a situation strategically that will shift your perspective. So... How was I truly killing my destiny with my ambition? Number one, I became my own savior and made God my sponsor. So we do things like, oh yeah, I'm going to college, I'm going to get a degree. And then when we get it, we get up on the stage and say, thank you, God. Thanks to God. And people might say, oh, well, you know, all these rappers and all these different people, like they always pray at the beginning or they always say thank you, God, at the end or when they get awards and all these things because you are your own savior. But then it's always nice to say, okay, I'm backed by God. God is my sponsor. And we got the roles mixed up. We got the roles switched around because if God was your savior, You'll be asking him, all right, God, what are we doing today? What would you have of me to do today? What path would you have me to take today? The next thing that I, I have here is that I became an overachiever seeking to hit the next thing because of my selfish desires. So no matter 
how good I probably did the last thing. Like, all right, I gotta do better, I gotta do better. And this is where the perfectionism, I was a, I was a qualified, like certified perfectionist, y'all. Like I, on one of my um, evaluations, one of my leaders said, Avern needs to remember that perfection is the enemy of good. Because I tell you, I would sit there and try to make this thing perfect. Because I'm thinking that it's about me. When I had to then realize later on, sometimes I got to submit some things, trusting and knowing that it's not that it's mediocre, but I'm trusting and knowing that I'm not just getting this job because of my own abilities. If this is for me and if this is what God has for me, then I trust God to make it happen after I've done my part. But I don't have to over excel and over exceed feeling like I've got to do this to make it happen on my own and then I said I began to stress myself out with the burden of my family's provision I used to say to myself like I gotta go to school I gotta get this degree I gotta do this thing because you know my mom my brother all, all my other cousins at one point I was like I just want to save my whole family give everybody a better life like you know you see people talking about they take their 20 something member family on a trip like that was me I'm like one day I'm gonna do this and nothing's wrong with that but are you doing it with God on the front end and are you trusting God to provide the means and provide the ways for you to accomplish that Then I said, I was more focused on earthly possessions than eternal fulfillment. Because here I was trying to build a house and do all these other things in my mind. Instead of saying, God, how am I building your house? Because if I build your house, then you're going to take care of me. Because you said that we ought to serve others and in return, you will provide for us. So I was more focused on how am I going to survive? How are things going to be for me, for my family, and all these different things? And yes, along the way, you might volunteer here and do this there and help people there. But is it with a true, solid purpose of this is going to edify the kingdom of God? This is going to create eternal impact, not just generational impact, because it got generational negative impacts. But is this going to lead other people to God? Is this going to allow other people to encounter God? Is this going to provide an environment in a situation whereby people are going to say, what is it about you? And your first thing that you say is God. So I want this to not just be my encounter. And it's so strategic as to how, I never talked about this, but it's so strategic as to how God gave me my business name. Because I remember in July of 2021, when I didn't know what to name it, I remember naming the business out of a problem that I saw in corporate, right? And so when God dropped the word C in my spirit, I thought he was saying like C-suite, you know, like executive level type stuff, because I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna help entrepreneurs achieve C-suite executive corporate standards in the entrepreneurial world. Not recognizing that as I continue to stay in God's presence, God is saying, no baby, Every time that we get together, 3 a.m., 3.30, 4 o'clock, throughout the day, reading, praying, all this stuff, it's a strategic encounter that is not just going to be one thing, but I'm going to give you several other aspects to help multiple people at once. And that is the word C, S-E-A. And funny enough, I will always go to the C 
to replenish and revive and talk to God and just relax. Like people would always see me at the beach. And I'm like, okay, God, I hear you. And he's telling me like all along the way, it's been a strategic encounter after strategic encounter after strategic encounter that I've had with you to get you to this point. And in this season, I literally just went through one of the hardest obedience periods of my life where I had to let go of what I thought was going to be the thing to carry me through. God took the scales off my eyes and he's allowing me to see. And now I recognize that it wasn't just the name of a company, but it was a command in my spirit that God was telling me to look beyond what you can see in this moment and see through your spiritual eyes and what I'm trying to do for you. Listen, y'all. I know a lot of people got a lot of different perspectives on who God is and the hurt that they've been through and all these different things. But my life, if I could just open up like a book and tell you everything that I have been through, my life is the truth. that he wants to see happen through you as well not just through me so he wants to allow you to see the plans that he has for you plans to prosper you not to harm you plans to give you a hope in the future an expected end god already Let me know if I'm back. Can y'all hear me? Am I back? I don't know where I went for a quick second. Can you hear me? Can y'all hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Is that a yes? Okay, so I don't know what just happened. Like a whole lot of things are going on right now. All right, so before my phone stopped acting up crazy and the devil tried to delete my life, I'm gonna give y'all some questions for you to ask yourselves, okay? Question number one, how do I identify where my ambition is killing me? Because I really want you to see this. So the first question I want you, well, the first instruction that I wanna give you is to pinpoint where and when your dream, your desire or passion appeared. Whether that's for your career, your business, or whatever initiative it is that you want to achieve. So pinpoint exactly like, okay, whatever it is that you're, you're trying to achieve, where did this thing take place? Did it take place when your mom became a single mom? Did it take place in a place of abuse? Did it take place where you're seeing a cousin or family member or somebody achieving something? I want you to pinpoint that. Then you're going to write down your definition for success. This morning, I was literally studying and I wrote here, right here, success for me is defined as being aligned with the will of God through obedience and surrender. I remember people used to always ask me like, how do you define success? And I remember up to probably last month, I was like, you know, achieving the things that I said I would and blah, 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 blah. 
And in my quiet time this morning, God asked me, how do I define success in this season? And it's being aligned with the will of God through obedience and surrender. So how do you currently define success? And how can you spend time with God to ask him to remold your definition of what success really looks like? Because we're all trying to achieve success. And if we have the wrong definition of success, then it's going to be a skewed perspective on the direction that we truly should be moving into. The next instruction I give you is to list ideas where you have list areas where you have compromised in character or sought instant gratification. So in your goal of pursuing success, in your goal of trying to achieve the next thing, all of us had had some sort of compromise, whether it's overworking, telling a white lie, you know, people pleasing, um, you know, going after things that we know we shouldn't, hanging out with people that we know we shouldn't, like all of these different things. Where have you compromised? And it could even be with your family. It could be with your friends. It could be in so many different areas. It could be paying your tithes. Like where have you truly compromised on your pursuit to success? Then I want you to identify the desire that you believe is not possible right now due to the demand of your life. So here's what I mean. There's so many people who God has put it, has put purpose, visions, and dreams on the inside of you, but you're saying, God, but I got kids. God, but you know, uh, I got this, I got that. Like, I'm too busy. You know, you remember what happened the last time that I tried this? I don't know how to use technology. I don't understand this. I don't know how to market. And we're finding all of these excuses and God is saying, you need to write the book. Stop trying to think that writing the book is not going to make you the amount of money that you desire to make. Once you ask and it shall be given unto you. Once you believe that if you seek, then you shall find. And once you believe that when you knock, the door will be open unto you. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What do you want from me, God? And then after you do that, then all these things shall be added on to you. But if you are focused on the added on to you and then trying to sponsor it with the kingdom of God, Houston, we got a problem. Because not only are you in the enemy's camp, but you don't know what tomorrow brings. You don't know when you are going to leave this earth. We live our lives like we have tomorrow and the next day and we're promised the next. We live our lives like we created ourselves and it's scary. We live our lives like we're going to go sleep and wake up tomorrow and be able to work that 16 hour shift again, get partner, do all these different things. We truly have so much self-confidence in ourselves to achieve the things that we want to achieve and think that for one second, God is just supposed to back what he did not ordain. We're asking God to supply our needs for a path he never, we never co-signed with him on. Do you know that you co-signed with God on a plan for your life before you came to earth? It's just that because you move from the spiritual to the natural, you got to tap back into God to remind yourself of what you already agreed on with God in heaven. This is good, and it ain't even part of my notes. But the next part is 
what's that thing to that question you could also ask yourself what's that thing that i keep saying one day i will one day one day one day someday one day right but you can't knock it like you go to sleep thinking about it you deeply wish you could do it one day and lastly admit to yourself that I am actually sitting at home when nobody's around, the kids are gone, Bay is gone, or I'm just alone and my friends are not there. Do you say to yourself, after all these achievements that I've accomplished, I believe that there must be still more. After all these accomplishments, I've gotten the degree, I got the man, I got the kids, I got the car, you know, I got the job, I got the clothes, I got the perfume, I got the soft life that I want. I got the digital nomad life, you know, I could work from home. But when you really slow down, you recognize that, yo, something's still missing. Something's still missing. And I believe that one of the reasons why we don't slow down is because we don't want to face the reality that we still feel unfulfilled. So we rather stay on this hamster wheel of trying and trying and trying and trying than saying, you know what, God, I'm gonna try you 110% and I'm gonna submit my will for your will. So y'all, God saved me from me because my ambition was taking me and what you call, yes, the American dream, but is it God dream? Ooh, that was just, God just dropped that in my spirit. The American dream. We all want to accomplish this American dream. People even come to America to accomplish the American dream. And nothing's wrong. God actually wants us to prosper. He wants us to live a good life. He wants us to be comfortable. Matter of fact, the kingdom is supposed to be advancing the world. And he said, we are the salt of the world. So he wants all of that for you. But does he have you first before you get all of that stuff, right? So I wanted to share that with you all because I am in a season, I know you. if you've been on my socials, I have not been popping up as often as I used to in the last couple of three weeks or so because I've been taking intentional time to spend time with God and really resubmit my will in exchange for his will because the people he has placed for me here to rescue and to present a strategic encounter of the Holy Spirit to, they will not be reached if I am just chasing some corporate dream because I will be out of alignment and they'll be waiting on a specific path for me and they would never encounter me because I had my own desires, my selfish desires at the front of my mind rather than God's will and his desires. So I just wanna pray real quick before we hop off because this is really my heart. This is really, I, I believe that this is my purpose. My purpose is to help not just millennials, but anyone in general who will gravitate to the anointing that's on my life through the Holy Spirit to encounter God and recognize that this life is not my own and I can achieve even greater, not just for me, but for the kingdom, for the world, for the population, for the people, when I'm surrendered and submitted to God. So let's pray. Daddy God, I just want to thank you. Thank you, God, for giving 
us the courage, for giving us the bonus, for giving us the will and the desire, God, to seek after you. Father, you said that when we seek you, we will find you, God. So for those of us who have questions, for those of us who have had negative experiences, for those of us who have, you know, lack of understanding as to why did certain things happen? Why did it have to be me? Why, 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 God? We ask that you will be our comfort. We ask that you will be our peace. And we ask, God, that you will continue to lead us into all truth and help us to understand that we should not lean on our own understanding, but we should leave on, lean on the fact, oh God, that you love us so much that you died for us. You sent your only son for us so that we shall live and not die, God. I pray today that every individual who had a strategic encounter with you today through this message, God, I pray that you continue to permeate their hearts, stir them up and convict them in a good way, God, that they see that you truly love them and you're not out to get them, God. So today, I decree and I declare that purpose prevails. I decree and I declare that ambition falls. And I decree and I declare, God, that in this season, in this generation, in this nation, throughout our land, your people, your sons and daughters are rising up as bold disciples of dominion for your kingdom. Thank you, dear God, for hearing our prayer because we have prayed in line with your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And there you have it, PT, another episode down where we fix a system that is broken. I hope that this has truly blessed you. Definitely take some time to soak it in, to reflect, and to ask yourself the hard questions. And send it to a friend. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Purpose Troubleshooter Podcast and connect with us, grow with us, and truly change the world with us. We love you and until next time, bye.